Today is Tuesday, December 5th, 2023, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. York Space Systems carried out a space-as-a-service mission on a SpaceX launch last week. The propulsion module from India's Chandrayaan-3 lunar lander mission is back in Earth orbit. Satisfy is the latest spaceback company to face a potential stock market delisting. A new report concludes demand for satellites may not be as strong as previously projected. NASA says it's running into problems getting some of the data it wants for technology development efforts. In-space servicing startup Space Machines Company plans to cooperate with space refueling company Orbit Fab, the company's announced Tuesday. We begin today with York Space Systems, who carried out a space-as-a-service mission on a SpaceX launch last week. CACI International supplied an optical communications demonstration and a resilient position, navigation and timing payload for York's Bain commercial mission launched on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rideshare flight last Friday. Bain was the first York mission to serve more than one commercial customer on a single platform, and York said it demonstrated technologies that will be implemented on future commercial spacecraft. The propulsion module from India's Chandrayaan-3 lunar lander mission is back in Earth orbit. ISRO announced Monday that the module had maneuvered back from lunar orbit into a high Earth orbit over the last two months. The module was designed to transfer the lander from its initial elliptical Earth orbit after launch to lunar orbit, after which the lander separated and landed. The module's return to Earth orbit validates a key capability needed for a future lunar sample return mission. An ISRO official said at a conference in October that ISRO was working on the design of a sample return mission that could fly in the next four years. Satisfy is the latest space SPAC company to face a potential stock market delisting. The NYSE American Stock Exchange has given the Israeli SATCOM equipment maker until the end of the month to submit a plan for meeting conditions for trading on the platform by the end of next May. That warning was triggered when the company's market capitalization fell below $50 million. Satisfy went public through a SPAC merger that closed last October. Several other space companies that went public through SPACs have also faced delisting because of low share prices, which they corrected through reverse stock splits. A new report concludes demand for satellites may not be as strong as previously projected. The report by Quilty Space predicts that around 20,000 new satellites will be launched by the end of the decade. That is less than some other forecasts as well as regulatory filings for spectrum access. The demand that the report does see for satellites comes primarily from commercial broadband constellations as well as government systems. NASA says it's running into problems getting some of the data it wants for technology development efforts. At a National Academies Committee meeting Monday, agency officials said the contracting mechanisms it's using for several projects related to cryogenic fluid management restrict its ability to request or distribute data from the companies working on them. That makes it more difficult to validate models used for those technologies, which involve the in-space storage and transfer of cryogenic propellants. In-space servicing startup, Space Machines Company, SMC, plans to cooperate with space refueling company Orbit Fab, the company's announced Tuesday. SMC, 
an Australian company working on a servicing vehicle, will use fiducial alignment markers developed by Orbit Fab to make it easier for spacecraft to approach and dock with it. SMC will use the markers on its Optimus Orbital Servicing Vehicle, slated to launch on a SpaceX rideshare mission early next year. In other news, Xinhua reports that China's Series 1 commercial launch vehicle returned to flight Monday night. The rocket lifted off from Juquan Satellite Launch Center at 6.33 p.m. Eastern, placing two satellites into orbit. It was the first flight of the Series 1, developed by Galactic Energy, since a launch failure in September. Newshawk reports that a SpaceX official said the company could be launching up to 100 times a year from Vandenberg Space Force Base by 2025. In a presentation to a local business group last week, the manager for SpaceX Launchpad Systems and Operations at Vandenberg said the company expects to conduct 30 launches from the base this year, growing to 50 in 2024 and 100 in 2025. SpaceX will also soon begin work modifying Space Launch Complex 6 there, previously used by the Delta IV Heavy for Falcon Heavy. The first Falcon Heavy launch from that pad is planned for mid-2025. The UK Space Agency reports that ESA has awarded contracts to two companies for the next phase of development of a climate mission. Airbus UK received a contract worth about $120 million and Teledyne E2V, an $11.3 million contract for work on the Traceable Radiometry Underpinning Terrestrial and Helio Studies, or TRUTHS, mission. TRUTHS is designed to provide the most accurate measurements of solar radiation reaching the Earth and being reflected into space in order to improve climate models. Airbus is working on the Truth spacecraft and Teledyne on the detection system for one of its instruments. Truths is scheduled for launch in 2030. NASA reports it is cooperating with other U.S. government agencies on a center tracking greenhouse gases. The U.S. Greenhouse Gas Center, announced Monday during the COP28 climate conference, will provide access to satellite data, models, and other information about atmospheric greenhouse gases. NASA is the lead agency on the center, created in cooperation with EPA, NIST, and NOAA. Space.com reports that Stratolaunch is getting closer to its first hypersonic flight test. The company conducted a captive carry flight Sunday of its TA-1 Talon A vehicle, loaded with propellants, attached to its giant rock aircraft. The company said the flight went as expected, but did not set a date for launching TA-1 on a hypersonic flight. Stratolaunch originally developed Rock, the largest plane in the world by wingspan, as an air launch platform for orbital vehicles, but pivoted several years ago to hypersonics. <laughs>